endless, to endless poetry. We're talking about the films of Jodorowsky, or Jodorowsky, El Topo and the Holy Mountain, Tuss and the Sangre, and the Rainbow Thief. Yes, we're, talk we're talking about Alejandro Jodorowsky, or Jodorowsky. Is a visionary auteur filmmaker, and he's 89 years old, 90 years old now. The only other songs that I have, movies I haven't mentioned, there's only one other feature, feature film that, and that's 2013's The Dance of Reality, and I've named them all except for the short film that he made in 1957 called La Cravette, which is also which is translated as the transposed heads or, or the severed heads, and it's French, it's in French. We're talking about the films of Jodorowsky. A visionary guy who's made some movies. Put myself through. Continues. Hey, it's the uh, third installment of uh, the Joe Dorowski thing that I'm doing. Sure, why not? Uh, you know, uh, like, look, I, I, I had grand visions of, of being this, this type of guy. Being, being the type of guy who watched all the great and classic cinema. And what does that even mean? Like that's that is, to some degree, kind of an abstract thought, I guess. Uh, I, and I I don't know. I I always had heard about this movie, Holy Mountain, the Holy Mountain, and uh, I didn't know much about the guy behind it. And then then I started down this David Lynch uh, path where I was going to review all the David Lynch movies, uh, and you know, eventually you come to. A point where you say, "Oh, here's this guy in Dune, and I'm reading about Dune." And then I came to this kind of crossroads, like, "Well, the next guy I should." I watched Jodorowsky's Dune, the documentary, and I was like, "Oh, well, I should try." And this guy looks really interesting. And I've always wanted to watch Holy Mountain, and he only and he seemed to have like a manageable filmography. I think there's like eight total uh, films, and so I was like, "Well, I'll I'll seek this. I'll seek these films out, and he'll be my next feature." Uh, kind of like uh, going through the filmography guy, whatever that even means. I mean, it doesn't mean, it means exactly that. It means I'm just watching and uh, someone's filmography and reviewing it in totality. And so I, I'm, I want to, I'm disappointed, I guess is the, is the thing, you know, I, even after watching Holy Mountain, I was, I, I gave Fando and Lease, which is fine. That's like nine, late sixties. Weirdo, and in a way, now looking back at it, now that I've watched the first four films or three and a half, we'll get to that. I, I, I sort of, I, I kind of look back at that first one that I watched and reviewed already, the Fando and Lease, and uh, I'm just like, well, you know that, you know, in a sense that you know he he hasn't really moved moved on much from that visually. I mean, he's just he's gotten more money to make these films. Uh, there's certainly a little bit more going on in the Holy Mountain in terms of a narrative than than maybe the other stuff has, but it's still just it's it's a lot of gobbledygook and it's a lot of just here are some ideas and we're gonna put them out there, and it's gonna you know function as little vignettes essentially and 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 even in the Holy Mountain I mean when you get to the middle chunk of that movie when it's basically just nine or eight eight, eight different stories about the planets and these metaphors for different uh problems with society i guess is sort of what he's going for there but it's all it's all drenched in this very just uh you know 
I saw someone say a subtle as a sledgehammer, you know, to describe the, the metaphor work of Jodorowsky. And that's sort of that's sort of why I think I have a problem with it is that it's it's not even, you know, if it was just weird and it was just like obtuse, it'd be it actually would almost feel better to me. Like if it was just this very obtuse thing where you're like, what what could this mean? But but I, I think for the most part, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the imagery is so is 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 handed to you on a plate. So it's already just so it's working on this level that yes, what you're looking at is odd. What you're looking at is bizarre. Um and and you know, I can't even there's been so I've my brain has now been so like just uh what an onslaught. I mean I've had to I've had to really seek out some some other types of movies to watch in between these movies because there's just you can't go from one Jodorowsky movie to the next. I mean holy I'm so glad I took a week, week and a half off in between El Topo and uh Holy Mountain because those they're they're very similar. I mean they're so they're Otopo certainly more has more just a like bloody violence I guess especially in the first half. But there's they're just they're 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 one note really. I mean I I'll give Holy Mountain this in in I, if this is the height of it and and everything it's downhill from there then you've got a guy who who made this movie of Holy Mountain which certainly is has its place and i'm not even giving this a bad review like i'm i'm actually i i had i enjoyed watching it i just i i want i want more from this i wanted it to be more than it is and so i'm kind of reckoning with the fact that it is just sort of hmm. you know he's not he's not this genius genius guy and that's that's okay and i i i don't know why i was expecting it to be I you know I should have no expectations. You should always kind of go at it from from a from a place of no expectations because ultimately it's 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 the better it's it's to lose that sort of baseline and then you can kind of appreciate things for just what they are and to not and to know as little as possible going in. I mean you have I, I it's it's but that's hard because you know you you have to you have to hear things to then have an interest in them to then have something that piques your interest to want you to jump in in the first place. So it, it's a difficult thing. Uh, we'll talk about. Uh, I also watched the movie Tusk, which I, I've re- what from what information I can gather on this movie Tusk, which is the fourth film, which I'm lumping in here because I I, I couldn't even finish it. The only copy, I guess copy is, is the word I'll use that exists for Tusk, and we'll talk. I'll, I'll, I you know what? Screw. It. I'll just get Tusk out of the way now because this is this is my review of Tusk. It's 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 bad. Bad for two reasons. One, the only file available up apparently in the world at this point is this one YouTube rip uh, of a, of what I think is a VHS. It's in four three ratio, and it's it's extremely grainy, and the sound and 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 everything just seems to be off a little bit. It's in it's it sounds horrible, and so it's a tough watch just just in and of itself in there. But it's not. It is not unwatchable. In so much as the movie itself is also happens to be unwatchably bad movie. Like you're clearly watching what is what is a uh, a guy just half-assing a movie, and I don't know if he needed. He got just had to produce something to get a paycheck. I mean, I read one one kind of sort of review of the film, and and they're all just the three or four main reviews that I stumbled upon of this movie Tusk, which is nineteen. I think it's nineteen eighty. Is 
almost completely across the board, universally negative, one out of five star type of bad review. Uh, no redeeming qualities. Everything from the acting, from the cinematography, from the writing, just the whole the whole thing is bad, and it's bad. I mean, I can't from what I saw, and I and I I'll, this is the first movie in I want to say two hundred. I've done several episodes where I've done like 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 this one, for instance, where I've reviewed more than one film. So the number of actual films. This is episode one. Uh, Um, one seventy-two of the movie review show. So I I have reviewed more than one per episode. So it's right around two hundred. I should get the. I want to get the total number uh, at some point, just to know how many I've I've actually done and and cataloged. But uh, it's it's the only one of that amount, whatever it is, that I have not watched every second of the film before reviewing. So. Uh, I, I, I have, I have reservations about even possessing a grade to this. I feel like, I mean, I got 60% of the way through and then I, then I watched part of the kind of mid to later part with, with a bear. I was doing something else. I just tuned it out. I couldn't, I couldn't focus on it. I was like, I'm not even going to try. It's just, it's unfocused. Like, you know, the, the, the inability, my inability to focus became just a fever pitch. Uh, it was it was just not happening. It was never gonna happen. Then I then I went then I went and I um, fast forward to the last five minutes and stuff was going on where I didn't quite get either there. Uh, it's just a mess. It's a, it's an unholy just uh, just a mess of filmmaking and and just a mystery really like what when and why like there's there's a guy and, and i'm already on the fence on joe Dorowski. I'm, i don't think he's a genius i think he's made the he made these early interesting films we'll see what this next half as i, as I get past the holy mountain now and then tusk which is just exists for some reason uh well, there's a, there's a few other films before he takes a long break and then there's a couple of ones that just came out in the last few several years and that's that's it. Then we wrap it up. We put a bow on the Jodorowsky filmmaking. But this one forever will just be a blip. It's just the, in the the limited amount of information about the background of this is is striking. It's really the most interesting thing to me because he tried to make Dune, which is of course you know we've already I already reviewed Jodorowsky's Dune, which is just, which is an entire movie based apart uh, based on his uh, failed attempt at making Dune, and that took up years uh, post Holy Mountain for him. And then, then, then there's this. So this was the next one after the Holy Mountain. And to follow up the Holy Mountain with this is just, uh, which is clearly it was not a passion project. I mean, it's a it's a movie based on a book, a children's book, I believe, about colonial Englishmen. But it was produced by a French company, so it's French actors and actresses, and they're all speaking French. And though there's English flags everywhere, just a uh, just a mess. It's on YouTube. You can look it up. It's the the full. Two hours. Uh, it's a, plus. It's like two oh seven. I think is what I think it was. I believe maybe maybe it's a little less than that. But it's it's a two hour movie, and so that's on YouTube. So please, uh, I <laughs> go ahead and uh, if you must uh, seek this out, even just to get a sampling of what I'm talking about here. Um, I don't feel like I'm in the wrong. I get, I'm going to give Tusk. Interestingly enough, I'm going to be giving Tusk a score that's I think is kind of funny because. Right now, my my uh, lowest reviewed movie of all time is the movie, also a movie called Tusk, which is Kevin Smith's Tusk. So this is actually going to get the. I'm going to shuffle this right in below that, right below Gotti, 
So we got Gotti, Tusk, and Tusk. That's a, that's the name for that's my new law firm. Gotti, Tusk, and Tusk. But anyway, uh, Tusk gets a two point, and I am going to graciously give it about. I would I, if I had I had sat sat through an actual uh, copy of this movie and not uh, the the graininess. I have to give it points for that because it's any movie filtered through this this bad product this bad clearly bad post production and, and digital editing to get it this one this one file online is not fair so i mean i'm giving to give it a, i'm going to bump it probably for that so i mean i'll give it a 2.605 there that that puts it in the second to last place and it's probably too high of a score it's that it, it's that unwatchable of a film uh, and I would just assume assume the original is just as bad and as watchable. Uh, I forgot to. And I don't know, there's nothing really to talk about. But there's these buffoon characters. One of them, the first time you see him on screen, he comes through a door and he just farts. And it's like, but the, but there's been nothing up until that point that give you any sort of tonal idea that something like that could could happen. It's just it's what it's just a mess, a mess. But I do want to talk about the Holy Mountain because this is sort of the meat and potatoes of the of Joe Dorowski. And might and I might not enjoy anything here. I might think that the later stuff is his best work. I have no idea where it goes from here. But Holy Mountain, if this is the if this is the quote unquote apex, uh, no pun intended, of Joe Dorowski, then it's a fine thing to have. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, it, it's better than. Uh, the majority of filmmakers out there, and some definitely the more original than than a vast majority of people who's ever made a movie. Uh, it, it it stands alone in its weirdness. Uh, it also has it's not perfect by any means. I mean, its its flaws are that it's trying it's it's trying to do too much. Really, it's a movie that is an idea, right? It works it works as an idea. This just crazy. This crazy narrative about a guy who climbs into a you know he climbs this you know, I thought I thought that was the holy mountain at first because I didn't know the didn't know where the film was going so he climbs into this uh, tall thin building to he enters this sort of a, a thing where he meets this guy called the alchemist and that to me when, when you know the movie begins with the alchemist shaving the heads of these two naked women and first of all that scene not, what did that mean? I don't know, but this is, there is a handful of stuff where I'm just like I don't I don't know what that means. I don't know where that comes in. I like the, I love the look of the alchemists sets, and I think that's where this movie. I think when you when you show or you when you see clips from this movie online or stills, almost all of them are are from these these very amazing uh, set piece uh, set designs or rather uh, set designs rather uh, produ- production set productions where they're just out of somebody's just wild dreams. I mean, there's animals everywhere. I mean, the staple of even, you know, even, even through Tusk, I mean, animals are just all running rampant through, uh, uh, all over Jodorowsky's movies. This one, it just takes it to another level. I mean, there's a camel here. There's a baby hippo in a pool. There's bird, there's these crazy looking birds. There's just, uh, there's just everywhere, everywhere you look, there's, there's a live animal on set. There's tarantulas at the end, all over, uh, all over a, a naked, uh, follower guy or one of the at the end of the movie they all shaved their heads so I forgot I was getting I was losing track of who was who um I have some notes here I'm going to run through them uh and and one 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 idea was I, I was thinking about religion and how the, how religion fits in this because this movie was, was controversial because it's so sacrilegious he's taking all this oh images of Christianity and he's tearing it down 
And I was thinking about the alchemist sort of like throne room and, and this guy who he's just like, uh, he's sitting on a throne room made of two stuffed goats and there's a camel hanging out randomly and there's a rainbow on the wall. And I'm just like, you know, that's this aesthetic. Like imagine if like a mainstream religions ever had this tact and like had this look like that. I just remember, I just, I had this idea of thinking about a world where like something like this wasn't just some madman's fantasy and it was real. Uh, and I thought that would be quite, kind of cool. Um, Almost always when he films outside of these contained buildings, I've noticed this in all of the, uh, well, just not, not counting the first black and white one, but in El Topo, which is mostly outside, and I mostly had issues, took issues with, and then you have Holy Mountain, which has these kind of beautiful, again, sets that I, I love when, when he's ever filming outside, I'm almost immediately just like, Oh, cause I, li- I like when he's more contained. Cause I think when he, when he's, having the focus of having to shoot indoors he it it just immediately narrows his wild mind to clearly focus on either something in the room or or, or some element of the actors engaging engaging with something in the room but you know you get out of it immediately in the first that's why i was so worried when i started holy mountain i was like oh god because the first 15 minutes of holy mountain you've got another legless armless or or one i guess he's got just got no legs or one arm he's no he's got no legs or arms and this is that's been i think that's there's been people without legs and arms in every one of the movies because like i'm almost positive i saw one of the indian natives in tusk without legs really quickly it might have just been from the graininess of the film or the shadow looked like his leg was missing but i so that would make him four for four with having legless actors in all of his movies just something to note uh, but then, so so th- there's this outdoor sequence in the beginning where this Christ-like figure who then be- goes on into, his name, I guess he's called the Thief. This guy goes on to then be kind of a, he becomes a stand-in for planet Earth in the cosmos and they do that whole big metaphor thing. And he's sort of also like a G, he looks like Jesus and he's just, uh, there's all this, and, you know, again, hitting you over the hammer with the head with this is this, th- that whole beginning part really just turned me off. Cause I, I was, I felt like I was watching another El Topo and it was like, this is almost, I was like, is this, is, was El Topo even better film than this? Like, if I'm, am I been duped into thinking this is the masterpiece? And, and when his not previous one, which wasn't even that great, was, is, is the better film. But this is, this is certainly the best film I've seen of his by a fairly wide margin. Because when he, when he gets into the out, when Jodorowsky, who himself plays the alchemist, when those scenes start, and they're so heavy-handed, and they're, they're, they are hit you over the head a lot of times, but they're visually really, really cool. And he gets into these vignettes of the planets, which takes up, again, the whole middle chunk of this movie are, is just the singular planet vignette. So they're, 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 they're these contained little stories within the broader story. And I was actually reading the Wikipedia. I won't, I'm not going to go back and pull it up now. But I was reading the Wikipedia plot sum- synopsis of this film, and I and I was kind of struck by by whoever wrote that did did an amazing job because it's it's pretty succinct and it makes it feel like oh th- if you when I read it I was like this is a plot like this clearly like following there's there's definitely a structure here a quest structure happening the vignettes aside everything does have a does does tie together and that and that does make it I think. Uh, if it didn't have that, the film would just be again just another unholy mess. Uh, no pun intended. Holy there. Um, 
but I think when you when he has plot, he it it, it reigns him in. Like it, it, if because otherwise he's just on the verge of becoming like a surrealist for the sake of surrealism. And you know it's 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 more over the top. You know than the other stuff previously in terms of the surrealist just craziness. I mean El Topo maybe again had some a little bit more violence. Uh, but the, the what what gets this and puts it above El Topo for sure El Topo. Uh, is that it has a bit of a bit of a sense of humor to it that is certainly uh, finding its way to to you know even if it's just bubbling under the surface, it's certainly there, and it could have even been uh, deployed more. I mean, I think it, it it it's there, but if you play this more as a comedy, I wonder how, I wonder if it's a stronger movie. I kept thinking that because I was like, you know, this is so fucking crazy that. You, you almost have to think of this as a comedy. Like when I was thinking back to watching the David Lynch movies, you know, you ha- wild at heart is for perhaps the one, one David Lynch movie I struggle with the most. And the, but the only way it works for me is as a comedy. It, it, it is, it's too fucking nuts to not to work as a drama at, at some point, because if you don't think of that movie as a comedy, you're just going to be like, this is just kind of sick shit. Like for no reason. But if you think of that movie as a comedy, it helps. Um, Another problem with with uh, that that separates Jodorowsky from, let's say the great. I don't want. I I just watched David all the David Lynch movies, so that's why that's so on my mind. But he has editing issues almost in all of these movies, and sound editing issues, and music choices that are just bad. I mean, they're just not great. Uh, you know, at the time, you can't blame it on the time because at this point, he's making these movies. There's comparative pieces that are coming out that have a lot in more interesting soundscapes and soundtracks. Um, and so on and so forth. Right? You know what I'm getting at here? It's just it's these little things that, like, you're just like, I think people like can look at the Jodorowsky movies and be, and be just taken by their visual structure. And in the in the scenes themselves, individual scenes, and they they lose track of the bigger picture here. Uh, there's there's something I have maybe to say that is the I don't want to say controversial, and I don't want to, I don't want to would would this be virtue signaling? I don't know if it's, this might be I might be you could accuse me of virtue signaling by by this thought, but I ha- I have to say because it was on my mind at a few times during this movie. I don't like when he has children in these movies. He has a lot of child actors in The Holy Mountain. There's a handful of scenes that that that, that use children actors to to recreate some of this weirdness and some, you know, it, it's 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 on the verge of being really manipulative and to being you're asking kids to be a part of something that that the, they couldn't possibly understand at that age and he doesn't ever quite use them in specific roles or have specific things happen to them that's that crosses the line but just just their presence in it it's just like why why do you have a gaggle of kids in a movie like this like cuz it and maybe that's me again i i should get off my high horse here it's not that big of a deal uh but it just seems seems like a lot of kid actors in here and it just 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 a and you know that 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 point aside, that that's really another here nor there. It's I don't want I don't want to let that influence my 
opinion of the movie on a whole because I think it's another issue and I just it's something I'm willing to just kind of deal with but I I, I feel like I had to mention it you know, honestly I feel like the movie so the movie hit its hit its stride in the alchemist's original scene when they when he meets the thief character they go through the vignettes of the planets and they sort of introduce all these titans of industry and, and political power and they become kind of the cohorts they all then eventually group back to together to go on this quest to find the holy mountain to find the immortals and learn their powers or kill them or something like that surprising amount of voiceover that vaguely describes the metaphors you're seeing uh throughout but especially in some of the later scenes in the movie and uh then of course we get to the uh i guess spoiler alert the very very meta ending the very meta ending where Jodorowsky says, turns to the camera and, and, and all of a sudden we, we shows the entire, the camera pulls back and you see the rest of the film set that they're on filming this mountain scene at the table. The, the, uh, he's be right before this. He's, they literally pull a, pull a, uh, hood over his head and, uh, he's, you know, revealed to be the, you know, the mastermind himself. He's the director. Now at the end, he's coming forth as the director, as the filmmaker, and you're saying maybe maybe we're the gods, <laughs> right? So it's like, oh, of course, the meta ending. Of course, you know, if it was one element, I was like, that this doesn't have it doesn't ever get meta, and then it's like, oh well, here it is. It got meta. It's like that's the last, the last thing that they kind of card they had to pull, and they pull it, and so then the movie ends, and then dude, that's you know, I will say this about the movie: it's a tight, it's a tight under two hours. Uh, an epic of uh, of scale, and it is an epic. I mean, for what it was cost to make this film, I mean, there's a ton of extras, there's huge uh, set pieces. Uh, especially, I'm thinking of the Pluto planet one with the police of the uh, chief of police character when they're doing some. There's there's a ton of uh, people outside moving around, and uh, it's it's a it it feels like a big movie. It feels like the, a bold. Uh, movie it feels like someone who, who was presenting this and being like hey here's here's a masterpiece uh that was unparalleled before or after and uh, you know in in a sense that there hasn't been anything that i can right the top of my head think of before or after it, it, it you do have to give it credit for that even if you can find flaw uh, flaw as many flaws as i found you know i, I can't say i wasn't interested in watching what i what when i was watching this and i can't say it's a movie that i won't revisit again because it's i think i probably will at some point revisit this movie tusk no <laughs> tusk should be whatever first of all they should just make one finally one good copy of tusk put put that out there streaming somewhere let people at least get a look of it and then burn it forever because that very bizarre that that movie exists it's a movie that uh, i feel like very few people have watched sat and watched all the way through unlike the holy mountain uh but now i feel like we've gotten through this first half i feel like a tusk not included tusk seems some sort of like middle middle uh, or you know a, a blip i mean not even the middle quite i mean if you're looking at it in terms of the actual years because there's again the gap after uh i believe there's two more films and then we get to the gap where he stops making movies uh, and there's there's some interesting things happen there, but the next two films are Santa Sangre, which is uh, Holy Blood, translated, and The Rainbow Thief, 
which I think it stars Peter O'Toole and Omar Sharif. And apparently that's very different. And then uh, there's there's literally a break of uh, 21, 21 years, I think, where he does not make a film until he gets to The Dance of Reality and Endless Poetry, which are two films that came out in 2011 and 2016, I think. So there's four more to go. We, we're at the halfway point now, and, and uh, maybe I'll do Santa Sangre and Th- Rainbow Thief and Dance of Reality and Endless Poetry together. I might try and do do two just, just to knock these out. Uh, and you know, because like I said, I'm not, I don't want to I don't want to shit on this too much because I think for some people, if I was younger and I saw these films, I'd be, I would I would probably have been more wowed. Like if I was if I was watching these, the fact that I'm 37 and watching these for the first time versus if I was 27 even or 23, 24, I think it would have had a different impact on me. You can say that about a lot of uh, content. A lot of media, so I I do want to just throw that out there. That's that's a thought I had also when I was watching this, thinking of my twenty seven year old self and and if he would have been enthralled by this or if he would have a similar reaction. I, I want to think I would have I would have had a stronger reaction in terms of enjoying it or, or thinking uh, it was maybe better than it actually is. Uh but we've come we've come halfway through this journey. We have to see it to completion. So we will do that when we return. Talking about the films of Joe Dorowski on the next edition of no, well, actually, the next edition of the Movie Review Podcast is going to be uh, just a, just an alert to you. Uh, will be my take on 2018's Black Klansman, the Oscar award-winning Spike Lee film. Hmm. Stay tuned for that.